Hey there, welcome to our show. Uh, I'm Chris Pugh. I got Craig Chop with me. Craig, how are you tonight? Doing a lot better. How are you, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing good too. We definitely want to hear about your story. Yeah. Um, first of all, we've called this, and you know, we're just getting together and podcasting. I mean, yeah, we need to have a title for this thing, but I guess the title is the most important thing. But you know, we're, we're trying to do this a little bit later at night. We've got a show going on now. And then Joe Castle will join us at 11 tonight as we talk about YouTube videos. I'm excited about uh, tonight's video. So I'm thinking for now, let's just change the name to the Really, Really, Really Late Show. Uh, I got some guests in mind. Uh, just didn't work out this week. I, I was kind of fighting my own little demon uh, this week. But are, are you okay with that, Craig? I think so. I think that works. Yeah, we can change it every week. It doesn't matter. I mean, hey, hey, as long as we're together podcasting, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So lots of stuff we can talk about. Um, first of all, again, I gotta apologize. We weren't mega podcasting last week because Craig had a health concern. I had a health concern. And hey, let's kind of talk about and ask each other questions. Craig, I, I kind of hinted around that during our shows last week, but you got COVID. T tell me your story. Yeah. yeah, so my wife and I got COVID. Uh, not really sure, if, like, you know, most people probably would say where they got it, how they got it, you know, when they got it. Because, uh, you know, the Sunday after Christmas, started feeling a little scratchy in the throat. Um, and then really for me, by that Monday, so I guess it would have been what the twenty seventh, maybe. Um, that Monday, I was I was bedridden, um, could not get out of bed, didn't want to get out of bed, couldn't really do much, um, slept quite a bit. Um, my wife started feeling a little bit that day, but then she kind of got it the next day, and you know, I mean, at this point now, I guess I'm two weeks in, uh, definitely feel a lot better. But it was, and it wasn't necessarily something that we thought, you know, maybe we would have to go to the hospital for. But we were, you know, we were in a bad way there for a while. It was, it was definitely out of all the illnesses that I think we've had, um, probably by far the worst as far as how we felt. And um, I think we still kind of feel it a little bit. We have a cough and a little bit of a maybe a nasally throat or you know a little bit of a sore throat. Um, and, and a little fatigue as well, get a little winded, I think is, and, and that's kind of hurtful for us because we're in the process of moving, uh, which we've had to delay a couple of weeks now because of the, the illness. But, um, you know, that's been the biggest thing is the fatigue, I think is still where you're a little run down. You're a little tired after you do or exert yourself a little bit more, even if it's a normal search circumstance of exertion, you, you kind of feel it a little bit more. It's a little heightened, I think as far as fatigue goes, but, you know, we're certainly in a much more fortunate position than a lot of other people. And we, we definitely think, you know, being vaccinated, we weren't yet boosted, but we will be getting boosted um, in the near future once we're sort of in the clear, but, um, you know, certainly can only imagine maybe what it might've been like had we not been vaccinated at all. So I think we're definitely fortunate and, you know, we've had some family members that have had COVID and, um, you know, like my dad almost died from it. He really had some touch and go there for a while uh, in the summer of 2020. Um, had an uncle that passed away from COVID last uh, December, uh, or December 2021, or I'm sorry, December 2020. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that we were afraid of. We, we were certainly trying to be as cautious as possible, but maybe at one point you let your guard get down and you know, you get it and you just don't know how you got it, but you just got it. And you just hope that you can get through the worst of it and, and make it through the other side. And I, I think we've done that. Well, and let's ask some more questions about that. But first of all, to kind of set the stage for what we're doing tonight. Hey, this is our podcast network. This is what we normally do. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we decided to kind of do a little bit more live shows. It have been kind of fun. So what I did, and I... Asked Craig and I asked him a long question about COVID before I did that. So I, I went ahead and did it. If you're following us on my Facebook page, um, the first comment is a link. If you want to come on and talk, 
Tell us your COVID story. Tell us what you think about COVID. Again, we're we're not interested in getting political debates about COVID. We've been through it. And I mean, I guess we want to talk about more from how this affects us and our families. But yeah, feel free to click and we'll put you on and we can talk to you. If you don't want to go on camera, you can go without being on camera. But we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you just want to comment, uh, we'll read your comment on air. Uh, just go to that Facebook page and you know throw your comment in. So, yeah, uh, sorry about that, Craig. So you really never had that experience where it was like, oh, man, I caught COVID today. Like, you probably can't look back and say, I caught it, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it could have been any time. We really, you know, leading up to Christmas, you know, and especially, too, because you can have symptoms days or even a week or whatever after you get it. <clears throat> So at the end of the day, we, we really have no clue. We had been out and about, you know, did some Christmas shopping and, you know, things like that. And, you know, it, it could have been that. It could have been, you know, passing by a family member or a friend or just, you know, who knows? It's it's really, and especially with how this is spreading right now, like wildfire, um, you know, all we kind of knew was, you know, we were really not feeling well. And it was funny because I did the podcast that Wednesday of that week because I was actually feeling a little bit better. Like I was way better on that Wednesday when we did the end of the year podcast show um, and felt a little bit more, okay, I could probably do this. I just have a really bad cough. Um, but it's just the next day you kind of felt it. And then the next day you kind of felt it. And you just, you, it was one of those things where, you felt like you were getting better and then the next day you would kind of take a step back. So maybe you would, you know, just kind of be where you were. And instead of, at least for us, I can't speak for everybody else who has had it. And, and we really don't even know, um, you know, if we had a variant or if we had normal COVID or whatever, because of the testing that we did here at Erie County, um, you know, they just take it to the lab and the lab says, you know, you have COVID. It doesn't really say like, you have the Omicron variant or you have the Delta variant or you have something that they don't know what it is, but they know it's COVID. So we're not really sure, you know, what it is. We kind of think maybe it's Omicron because we know maybe it's not as potent as, as, as far as the other, you know, variants or the other, you know, you know, types of, of COVID that are out there. Um, and I know that I've seen some things where they, they say that, you know, you, you get, a scratchy throat and, and, and issues with your throat, maybe on the onset of, of the variant. So we may have that. We don't really know. We'll probably never really know. And at this point, I don't know if we, you know, care to have to find out or want to find out or whatever. We just kind of want to get better and move on. And, you know, COVID, certainly I wouldn't take it lightly if I was anybody, even if you're in good health, because you just don't know how you're going to react to it. But we just kind of want to move forward with it and, and you know, it kind of stunted our ability to move. And, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of itching at getting to that, too. So we're, we're hopeful that everything has kind of passed and we're, you know, in, in, in the clear, I guess you could say, now that we're about two weeks out. Yeah, so you'll be back to get into the thick of things, it sounds like, right? Before long. Yeah, yeah. Well, the plan right now is to move on uh, Friday. And uh, so, really? we've got, you know, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Well, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, thankfully, we had, you know, most of our stuff packed up before COVID hit us. And, you know, we were going to use sort of the last week of the year. I was going to be on vacation, and I was. But instead of, you know, using the last week of the year to finish up things and finish packing, we used it to sleep for about 20 hours a day, it seemed like. But um, I think we're, you know, we're getting there. We're, we're kind of catching up and we're also, you know, taking it a little easier, too. So we're, we're not, you know, exerting ourselves, you know, because I'm still working during the day now back to work. But, um, you know, we're not trying to, like, exert ourselves too much because we're still kind of getting over it and, and still kind of in that, you know, you, you don't really feel like you know, going at a frenetic pace for eight hours at a time. And just to <clears throat> go back in case you didn't know, uh, Craig's originally from the Sandusky area. Um, he was a journalist there for a long time. Uh, he got a job in Tennessee. Great thing. We're on the web. So as long as 
Craig has Wi-Fi where he's moving, and he says Tennessee's got Wi-Fi. So as long as he's got Wi-Fi, he is welcome to be on. So, um, yeah, it may adjust his availability for the next couple days, but um, he'll be back, definitely. Mm, So it'll be good. Um, Real quick, I'm looking at the time, and keep on time, I got to kind of get through my story. Um, I don't know what to make of what happened to me, dude. Um, Last Saturday, probably, what do you want to call it, nine days ago, I had my COVID booster shot, and obviously, you never know about these booster shots. Um, it's weird, and Craig, I don't think I told you this. I um, took my daughter in for a second COVID shot, or 15-year-old's guy's first COVID shot. My wife has her booster shot. I mean, we're, we're getting caught up with everything. Well, the first two days after my booster shot, I had the typical blah. You know, the um, you feel sick, you don't feel great. And then Monday, which has been like the second full day since I got the shot, uh, I think I noticed that my wife noticed that I had a weird rash on my leg. Hmm. And I'm like, huh, this is odd. Did not feel bad at all. Uh, Tuesday morning, I wake up, put my feet on the ground, put, you know, weight on the ground, pain all throughout. I mean, just, and I'm not sobber, crier, but I'm like, you know, this is awful. And I just woke up for the rest of my family, which wasn't good. Um, had pain Tuesday all day. Anytime I tried to walk. Now, for my job, most of the time I'm sitting down working, so it didn't really affect my job. But people work with it, starting to get freaked out. Like I was telling my boss, saying I, I need to go somewhere, but nobody, no place is available. Right. Um, you know, with COVID, um, you know, our COVID numbers, especially here in Ohio, are sky high right now. And urgent cares aren't open, nowhere is open. And I literally had my birthday last Thursday. No, Thursday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday is my birthday. I literally spent my birthday night after work just driving around trying to find urgent care place. I couldn't find it. So I was getting a little bit freaked out, Craig. Because Tuesday was a ton of pain. Wednesday yeah. was a decent amount of pain. And then, um, you know, I'm not the guy to go. Like, I'll go to urgent care if I'm not feeling good. But I'm not going to the emergency room unless someone says go to the emergency room. Right. I'm not talking Craig. I'm talking like a medical professional. And I started to hear some stuff from like my cousins, a doctor, and she and I were kind of texting back and forth pictures and everything. And she's like, well, you probably should get checked out urgent care. Why couldn't get into urgent care? So through work, and Craig, this is another topic. I, I got to be careful because I don't want to get in trouble with my job. You know, with our Gannett Healthcare we have like a web doctor service yeah, where yeah. you can actually get it. So I'm like, all right, I can't find urgent care. I can check out by the doctor. Maybe the doctor can give me some pain medication. It'll all be good. I had to wait eight hours, dude. It was crazy. Oh, and, wow. and we're on this new podcast schedule where Monday mm. we're taping and Wednesday we're taping. So I get go ahead and do the Wednesday podcast. They were kind of a mess a little bit. I appreciate Paul and Joe for being uh, good sports, but you know, I was kind of in pain. It was, uh, made a couple jokes about, Hey, I'm dying. This is my last podcast ever, you know, and all this other stuff. It's so a long story short. I fall asleep. No one ever calls. I wake up, get all these messages. They tried to call me at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. for a doctor's appointment. So I call <laughs> wow. back and say, Hey, don't charge me. I need to see somebody. They had somebody call at 6 30. Um, there's very good healthcare professionals from all over the world, but this guy that I talked to, English probably was his 20th language. You know, he was hard to understand, all this other stuff. Well, at the end, here's a mistake I made. I took a picture of my leg on Tuesday. I don't want to weird you out by showing you my leg now, but it was a very dark red on yeah. various arees. I don't have that now. It's it, There's still a rash, but no, nowhere near as big as it was. Uh, last Tuesday, the guy freaks out. Doctor, you have a blood clot. You have a um. What do you call it? Just what you want to hear, huh? Oh yeah, and and I wish my wife was here. She's up, she's working on something. She's making fun of me because she's like, "You've got to go to the ER." I'm like, "All right, I got you." So I talked to my boss. I'm like, "Hey, I'm out today. We got to figure this out. I'm going." I get a little weepy. I'm going into my kids' room. You know, da- daddy, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to die of a blood clot? Is this it? You know? So my wife tells me, 
you know, with COVID, it might take you a while. Bring something to read. Well, I got my cell phone. I should have just brought my cell phone and read a bunch of stuff on there. Instead, I'm buying, bringing books. Well, I got this book, which is a really good book, Talking About Heaven uh, by Randy Alcorn. But my wife is rolling her eyes when I walk out with heaven. Because she's thinking that, like, I'm thinking I'm going to heaven today, you know, <laughs> trying to check it out and everything else. It was a weird book. The way she described it, it was a weird book to take into a emergency yeah. room. So, what else? But I get to the emergency room. Um, I want to call out Ohio Health at Riverside here in Columbus. Excellent. Wonderful. I mean, um, it was very empty. Not many people were there, which is good. So, I got in right away. Uh, they took an ultrasound on my leg. Um, they're finding out that there's something skin-related they think's going on. They don't know what it is. But they said, hey, here's the good news. No blood clot. You're, you're fine. You're going to survive. So I haven't had pain. Uh, tomorrow I go into a dermatologist and get this. They're going to take a circular thing of your leg. Okay, like a... Like a punch or something? Yeah. Have you ever had that happen to you? I've never, no, I've never had that. No. I'm like terrified. Is, is this going to hurt like crazy or? Well, I'm, I'm guessing it probably won't feel too great. I mean, I would think if they have to cut some of your skin off, they'll probably give you some, some pain medication slash, you know, anesthesia of some sort okay. or Novocaine or something, I would guess. But. Well, I want to make sure it's nothing seriously bad. So I'm willing to do it, but I'm just, yeah, I, I'm a little terrified about that, but. We'll be okay. Um, thanks again to my work. Um, they've been very kind throughout this. So um, it's kind of partway through my shift. So I'm going to just come back and work a later shift whenever I get back. And I told them, I said, I don't know how long it's going to take. I've never been to a dermatologist before. So I, I don't, you know, who knows? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. So, well, yeah. That's, yeah. uh, you know, we here. how long have we been talking? I mean, we're over a year now into our show. And, you know, we were adamant about the, you know, getting the vaccine and, and all that, which we still are. But how, how strange is it that we have these weird stories that, uh, you know, kind of go against what we've been preaching. But, I mean, I would still say, um, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I would I would not know for sure what would, what would happen had we not had the vaccine. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I'm it's actually, like. I'm actually hoping this is a COVID side effect. Because if it is, um, it'll go away. But I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. They, they probably want to take your your part of your skin off to, to determine, right? If maybe certain people might have reactions to the shot, um, and and things like that. So it's probably more of a precautionary for you, but also for to allow them to right. get a better understanding of how vaccinations and boosters impact people differently or you know you know things like that i mean did you get the same booster that you did on the uh did you get the booster of the same vaccination that you got yeah 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 again it the rashy effect may not be covid booster related yeah it was just very coincidental and and to be honest on my yeah i'm not covid denier or anything i'm not going to like say oh the booster did it i mean just laying out the facts but Honestly, right. you know, I'd rather ha- be feeling a little crappy after a booster shot than, you yeah. know, what sadly yeah. a lot of Ohioans are going through. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it you know it's been eye opening, and I know a lot of people react to it differently, and and you know, it could be you know your spouse or your friend or your coworker might react to COVID differently, but. You know, we had some, you know, I think at first, you know, we were always mindful of it when it first started. And then, you know, when my dad got it, I think it really opened like my wife's eyes and my eyes as to how formidable the virus is and that it's not just it can be the cold or the flu to some people, but and it can also be you might go on oxygen and you might have to go to the hospital. And, you know, and that's... um, something that you know that i've seen you know not thankfully i didn't have to experience it and and i was nervous because of you know because you just never know how you're going to react to it even if you are vaccinated not that i'm in a better i'm I'm certainly in a better position than if i wasn't 
but you know you really you really have no clue how you're going to react and especially to a variant that you know my wife and i got our uh, vaccinations our second shot last year was in february so it's been a while since we've had sort of that fighting you know vaccine in us and, and everything and we hadn't gotten boosted yet so you know you never know if like hey it's been so long since you've been vaccinated and there was uncertainty as to you know do you need to get it every six months do you need you know can the, the vaccine you know supply what it needs to supply forever you know so it, it was very nerve-wracking because i thought well here we didn't get boosted and then we got it and thankfully we we never really had like severe breathing issues or our oxygen levels never really got down too you know too catastrophic and you know but there was i mean there was a couple of days there where i could literally do nothing through my nose like my nose it, it was almost as if someone put earplugs in my nose and jammed them as far as they could up there it had gotten to the point where i couldn't even eat food because you can't breathe through your nose how are you gonna chew and breathe and and not suffocate yourself if you if you're trying to chew food and i and it was unappetizing to eat food for a while and we did lose See, our I'm a whip. i can't look like that yeah and, and, <laughs> and i mean i would be i would be freaking miserable we I, I was miserable i told my wife i was like you know everything i can handle anything else like i had a really bad cough that was hurting my ribs and my chest every time i cough and her cough was so bad that it was giving her headaches it was just terrifying because you're like you can't do anything about it you just got to let it go on its own you know i mean you know we ended up calling our doctor i think after about six or seven days and said is there anything that we can do and he prescribed us some antibiotics and you know um a steroid to try to help you know calm everything down a little bit but at a certain point you just got to let it ride out and it's it's not fun because every everybody's been sick one time or another and you know you can get the flu or a bad cold and eventually you're going to get better pretty quick especially when you can take medicine that's directed to get rid of that illness here you can't right. so like i said you know we're i think we're two i'm two weeks in today my wife will be two weeks in tomorrow and this is probably the one day that i felt the best even still, I have a little bit of a nasal, you know, nasally kind of, you know, whatever, a little cough. And, you know, every once in a while, some fatigue still by just doing something, you know, like when we went to the grocery store to try to get some medicine. I mean, it was like it, it almost felt like you just run a marathon because you're so exhausted, you're sweating, but then you're cold. I mean, you know, for some people. The, the, the virus will come and go and they won't even know they have it. Other people, it will kill them. And it's, we were fortunate that we were sort of in the in-between because it really, you know, it could have been a lot worse and we're very happy that it wasn't because it was scary, you know, because, you, you know, you gone, you've gone all this time and you think maybe you haven't had COVID and maybe you won't get COVID. But then, you know, it seems like through attrition, everybody's going to get COVID at this point because it's just spreading like wildfire everywhere, especially in Ohio. So, you know, it was kind of scary when, you know, and I think we knew we had it even before we got diagnosed with it because we were starting to get the, the signs, you know, the fatigue was a big thing, the loss of smell and taste. I had thought, well, you know, my nose is so plugged up. That's why I can't smell anything. But then I started realizing that I can't really taste anything and my wife couldn't taste anything. And that slowly came back after a few days, thankfully. But yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was definitely for me, like the, probably the worst illness that I've had only because it lasted so long. It was, it was like having the worst flu I've ever had for like days in a row, like not just a day or two. And then you can get something and you start feeling better. Like it was just not fun at all. I mean, the nose plugging and just everything was a was was really just kind of, you know, you just get you get to a point where you just feel like when's it gonna stop? You kept feeling the same way. And I think it was very emotional because you're like, when's it gonna stop? When are we gonna get better? 
Well, and let's bottom line it because somebody out there could be listening to this saying, well, Craig just had bad flu and, you know, sucks for Craig, but yeah, you guys are spending a year and Ohio is spending all this resources worrying about a bad flu. But just think, Craig got vaccinated early. Yeah. It could have happened if, I mean, you know, I'm assuming he would have done the same thing if he wasn't vaccinated. What happens if he got that and he wasn't vaccinated? I mean, thankfully, it was just a nasty flu. I mean, he's sitting here, uh, he's okay, um, you know, and we're dealing with it. But, you know, hey, just get vaccinated. That's the important thing. So, hey, let's give a recommendation. We got a couple other things I want to get to before uh, we take a break, before Joe comes on. Um, Cash App, I've talked about this, and shame on me, I've never really signed up for it, but we're signed up. Um, On on the podcast page, however you're – taking in the show at the end there's like ways to help the show well one of the ways to help the show is supporting us through cash app all you gotta do is download cash app it's like paypal it's a different way of sharing money back and forth with each other a lot of people are using it you can not only send money from friend to friend but you could also invest in stuff um i'm not big stock market guy but invest you can invest in bitcoin through it and other stuff it's a way of learning a little bit more about the stock market. Um, it's just a great way of, of sharing money back and forth. So if you sign up now, you'll get five bucks. They'll drop five bucks in your account for starting a cash app. So you can play around with investing and stuff um, and making more money, seeing what you can do. And it helps us out too. So uh, try out cash app. It's pretty good. Um, Craig, I wanted to bring this up, and, you know, it's a little depressing, but it's pop culture related. I got to tell you, I've been sleeping a little bit more after me not feeling as well, and I woke up from a little nap yesterday, and my wife's like, hey, you might want to hear about this. Bob Saget died. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Um, I got to tell you, um, this hasn't hit me quite as hard as the Norm MacDonald uh, death did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I've gotten to be listening to Bob Saget a little bit more. Um, it's interesting. We're all in this podcast field from dopes like us to famous people. It seems like everyone has a podcast these days. I've listened to the Bob Saget podcast recently, Craig. I don't know if you've heard it. I think it's no. like Bob Saget's here for you or something. Um, it's kind of, It was kind of fun. It, he had... Um, you know, everyone from Jason Alexander from Seinfeld to like the Bill Burr, uh, just like a different comedian on each week. Uh, they just talked about stuff that was going on. Right. And he also had a thing where he asked for people to tweet him and he wanted to call people just to say, Hey, how are you doing during the pandemic? So, you know, if you tweet at him, um, Bob Sanger could give you a call. Um, yeah, so it was kind of neat. Um, obviously, he's best known for um, Full House and um, America's Finest Home Videos, which, Craig, in the golden age of TV, when we didn't have streaming or all this other stuff that, that we currently have right now, those shows were the top ten shows for a long time. And Saget was on. I mean, can you imagine at that time being on two of the top ten shows in America? Yeah, that's kind of unheard of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he, I can't. I can only imagine how much money that he made, not only then, but just in residual checks and and things like that. I mean, uh, you know, he was he was at the height of popularity as far as TV goes. He was among among the most popular TV personalities or actors ever, really. I mean, if you if you just look at the, the Full House and and obviously America's funniest funniest on videos. Um, I read a good article, and I don't want to get preachy or anything, but, you know, it's a good reminder. We don't know how long we've got to live, to be honest with you. I mean, we all hope we get to live to be 100, but you never know. Um, you know, Saga died at 65. Mm-hmm. Didn't sound like there was anything. I mean, it wasn't a drug issue or anything else like that. They just found him unresponsive in a hotel room. And 65 is way too young, and sometimes we just die. I mean, it's not... Um, I I heard he had COVID recently, but I don't think COVID had anything to do with it. I mean, it was just 
you know, we don't know how long we've got. You, know, right. you need to make the most of it. Um, Saget was in Orlando. He was starting a comedy tour. And um, it was interesting the night before he had this big Instagram post. Talked about how much fun he was having. He wanted to get back on the road a lot. You know, a lot of these guys, from comedians to musicians to actors, they want to get to doing what they're doing. It's been hard to be um, inside during the pandemic. And uh, he went for two hours. And he was talking about that. And, you know, uh, he didn't get to do it anymore. And I, I was watching um, his last podcast. Uh, and check it out. There's a ton of the podcasts out there. The, the, it's sad to listen to now that he's gone, but uh, a lot of good conversations. Uh, B.J. Novak, uh, you mm-hmm. might remember him as Ryan, the office stem from the office. Right. He was on, and he kind of made you a little catch in the throat a little bit. Like, he was talking about, oh, I love doing this. I'll do this until I can't do it anymore. And sadly, he can't do it anymore. You know, so. Right. Yeah, it's tough. Um, let's see. What else can I say about Bob Saget? Uh, you know, he wasn't the cleanest comedian, so I can't <laughs> no, no. give my Chris Pure to how endorsement of everything he talks about. But right. I just loved near the end. He really sat there and said, hey, I want to help people. You don't hear that today from, you know, Christians to politicians to other people. And although, you know, Saget had his fallbacks in life, I loved how Saget use his public platform to try to encourage people. We're not all doing that. And each of us right. need to do that a little bit more often. So it was good. Uh, any other thoughts about Saget? I mean, he directed... Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm not really a big Full House fan. Like, I don't really like that show much at all. But I do like Bob Saget. But primarily, maybe I think from knowing what, I mean, I watched Full House when I was a kid, but as an adult, like I would never be like, oh, I can't wait to watch Full House. Um, But knowing who he was playing Danny Tanner as this sort of obsessive compulsive clean freak, um, I I will say that, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Entourage, the HBO show Entourage, but he was so hilarious on that show playing against type and sort of playing the real Bob Saget where he's, you know, a a womanizer or whatever you want to call him. And he's, he's not the Danny Tanner that we came to know and and love. It it, it was so refreshing to see like him actually get a chance to play, I guess, sort of who he really was, even if it wasn't the best guy, but it was at least fun to see someone like play something that they're not used to playing on screen. Right. Okay, well, hey, rest in peace, Bob Saget. A lot of good memories coming in from people who were with him on Full House. I watched Full House as a younger guy. I'm not a big Full House guy either. Yeah. My <laughs> wife, my wife has something. She this is a statement that she has released via a press release. Oh, um, she goes, he wasn't the cleanest, but people that knew him say how much he how much love he had. Didn't leave the room without exchanging I love you a bunch of times and was the best hugger. I don't know if that means my wife has hugged Bob Saget or... Huh? Did your wife release a press release? That's, that's what she... Yeah. Well, she she released a press release right next to me. So. Oh, okay. She was a fan of the Full House and Bob Saget. I, I like Bob Saget. I just... I don't really care for Full House necessarily, but, um, you know, Bob Saget was, uh, you know... He was sort of like, okay, I mean, I don't mind the, the, the clean Danny Tanner character and stuff, but, like, I think people get, like, confused about, like, oh, that must be how Bob Saget is in real life. Well, no, not necessarily. And I think, you know, that's when you, you are more shocked. It's more sticker shock when you actually hear his comedy and hear that he's, you know, not the cleanest of comedians and he's... He's a little strange or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I don't know. I kind of like that. I kind of like when people, especially when you when you sort of typecast someone on TV for so many years, when you get to see them do something different, especially in this case, be themselves for a change and, and being like, hey, you know, I was Danny Tanner and I played that part. That just means I'm a good actor. I can play a, 
a person that I'm not really near nearly the same as. But, you know, he was a fun comedian. He was hilarious on Entourage. Um, you know, he was fun. Probably one of the fun parts on Full House that I can recall, even though, I, like I said, I'm not really a fan of that show. But my wife loves the show. She liked the Fuller House reboot. So, you know, it's a sad it's sad when anybody dies. I know I know he had a checkered past and he's not exactly, you know, an A plus person. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, no one is. And, you know, he, he really watching some of his last several years of interviews and things like that, you could kind of tell that he's probably more in the middle between Danny Tanner and Bob Saget. Like he's he's got a lot of love and he loves people and he wants to help people while still being sort of this adult comic that says things that not everybody's going to love hearing him say. So I think he, you know, from the interviews that I've seen and people sharing video clips and things, that's kind of what I gather is that he probably was a, a better person maybe than other people would give credit for while still knowing that he did have some issues and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, he was a talented guy and, you know, when it comes to acting, Hollywood entertainment, I, I tend to look at things in a vacuum and say, okay, this guy had some talent. You know, it's it's sad that he's dead. No, you know, you don't want to wish anybody dead. Um, and you just kind of, you know, accept the person for the, the work that they did on screen or off screen, whatever you want to, you know, and it, and it kind of molds your opinion based on that, I think. All right. Yeah, I think the best... I guess the last thing I can think of on Bob Saget is uh, Candace Cameron um, Bure, who played his oldest star on the show. Yeah. She, she, she's a very outspoken Christian. You wouldn't think that she's down with his comedy, but she's been right. very. Um, they became friends. And, yeah. you know, they were able to get along, which was great. Hey, on the screen, if you're looking at this on Facebook, uh, this is our link. If you want to kind of log in and talk click on the link and you, you can go from there it's the first comment on our um podcast page um i got this shared on my uh, facebook so if you want to talk click there if not just leave a comment on facebook even if you want to say hi how are you i uh, would love to hear from you guys so i feel like my wife wants to comment on uh, bob saget's uh, thing. she's all right is she, she going to no, I think I don't think she wants to. She does not want to make an appearance. Do you want to make an appearance? She does not want to make an appearance. Well, have her leave a comment. And we'll be we'll be happy. Yeah. To share, so. She said that uh, Bob Saget did not curse a lot in his everyday life. It was mostly for his comedy routine. I don't know if I believe that, but you know that's what she read. So I would feel silly saying that's completely true or completely false. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of truth and false to both to that statement to be honest but it's been a it's been a rough you know several months here for comedy though norm mcdonald dies betty white dies i mean really you know very tragic you know it, it's it brings things into perspective because you know you, you you look at these people and you don't really you think celebrities are just like impervious to death or disease or whatever and obviously betty white lived a very long life and you know, but, you know, Norm Macdonald, of course, had cancer and, you know, yeah. who knows what, what it is here. But, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, you, you see people that, um, you know, that just pass away and it just it, it's shocks you. It's, there's a shock value to it because you're not you're well, not really expecting it, even though anything can happen at any time. But you just I don't know. It's like you're not prepared for anybody to die at this point especially celebrities well i hate to not to depress you or me but you know we all we've all had friends our age that passed before they should have but man the older we get the more people our age are going to be dying i mean yeah. you know from co-workers to friends to everything else and yeah it's just one of those passage of life you you experience and you you deal with i guess i mean there's a lot more moral answers I'd love to give if somebody wants to talk to me afterwards, but I don't want to get into half hour preaching by any means. So, but you know, it's it's one of those things that happen. So, all right, um, Craig, I haven't talked to you about this, but in an effort to totally burn myself out, um, 
we're adding a couple of uh, – I'm just doing a couple of daily podcasts. This is in addition to everything we do here. Craig does it on his own. Um, uh, we have a contest podcast where I talk about our feature contest. It's like 30 seconds of, of content each day. Uh, we're also expanding what we're doing with our Steelers podcast. We've got some big news coming there. We haven't had a chance to fully announce it yet. Um, but I'm also doing like a couple minutes of talk each week. And we're going to talk about the NFL in just a second. Lots to talk about with the Steelers. Uh, so that's what's going on. So I just want to get, throw that out as an ad. Uh, Craig, let's be quick because we got Joe waiting on us not too much longer down the road. And I, I want to yell at you about Nickelodeon. So let's get through this NFL part of it real quick. <laughs> um, kind of a week 18 roundup. Uh, Lions beat the Packers. Kind of yeah. a weird game. One of the last games of the year. Aaron yeah. Rodgers plays for a half. I don't know. Summarize it quickly. Hey, you know, Lions in the, on a positive note. Let's see what they can do in the offseason to add some more talent. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is my this, – this, it's the Lions, if they would have lost, they would have had the number one overall pick. Now, at number two, they can still get a good player, but my thought process would be if you're if you're picking number one, you can take whoever you want as opposed to – now you have one less guy that you can take. Now, I'm not saying that there's a huge difference between the first two guys, maybe at the top of the draft, but it's it's a classic Lions thing where they always play the Packers, usually at the end of the season, and, of course, the Packers have a playoff spot wrapped up, so they're not really going to exert themselves, and the Lions find a way to win, and everybody gets excited because the Lions beat the Packers, and it's fool's gold in a lot of ways because – you know, you're not really beating the Packers. You're sort of beating the Packers light, you know. You're not really beating their number ones. You know, Rodgers played a little bit and carved them up for, a, you know, a few quarters and, you know, left the game and everything. And it just – it's nice to win. But in a game like that where more was on the line, I guess, with the draft pick, I almost would say, what's, what's a third win going to do for you? What's that – is it going to – propel you into an off season full of great things. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, it gives them a little confidence and it looks better on the stat sheet at the end of the day, but you know, when it comes down to it, it was, it was a classic move where the lions actually were set up to get the number one pick and won themselves into getting the number two pick. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I don't really, I, I think you're going to be okay. There's not yeah. really a clear cut. Number one. So right, right, yeah. From one to ten, you can hit a home run on, on whatever your pick is, or you can right. do a horrific strikeout. You know, um, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with the Lions is more often than not they've struck out and they can't afford to strike out anymore because there's no quarterback at the top of this draft that's gonna wow you and and you know inspire you to take them that high probably. Right so, now, the top two guys are defensive ends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which One they the need def- pass rush. They need some help there, which is fine. It just, I don't know. Because what if you like one guy and then the other team, you know, in this case Jacksonville, likes him, and then Jacksonville takes him, and then even though you like the guy at number two, you sort of have to settle for that guy, and he may not fit your scheme as well and all that. And that's why if you pick number one, you can say, this is what we want. This guy fits our scheme better. And if we think he's the best guy, we can get him. Now they have to hope if there's a better scheme fit between the two that that guy falls to them. Because if he doesn't, then they're going to be maybe putting a square piece into a round peg. I think there's enough quality in the NFL that wherever they pick, they just got to pick the right guy. Yeah, I, I don't think they're at a position where you, you're out of luck because you're drafted two against one. Right, right, right. Like the Steelers – you know, there's an argument to be made saying, okay, they've won a couple. Now their draft position is going to be a lot lower than it could have been. But even like the Browns drafting at 13, I don't think there's a, a crazy amount of difference between 13 and 20. Yeah, you could screw right. up 20 really bad. Yeah. But it's not like there's only 13 good guys in the draft. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, real quick, we've talked about more of the Browns in the past. Um, you know, they got to figure out in the offseason what they're doing with their team. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous why they don't run the ball more. They could beat the Steelers if they ran the ball. They didn't. Right. They lost. I mean, that's really what that comes down to anymore. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the draft. I mean, I'm not even sure what else we could say. Uh, the Bengals, they lost to the Browns, but that game really mean much of yeah. anything. Um, it'll be interesting what the Bengals do at home against the Raiders. In theory and on paper, you would say the Bengals should win, but the Bengals have – got to kind of get over themselves because yeah. they've had a horrific playoff history. Not, I think, well, uh, what was it? We had a phone call with one of the society editors a day or two ago. I think there's like one or two guys from that last team that was in the playoffs. Okay, And the last team was the playoffs, if I recall correctly, was that crazy game where uh, the Bengals lost to the Steelers um, in the last – Couple seconds after a couple really bad penalties and stuff like that. So, um, you know, be interested if the Bengals can pull it off. I mean, it's on the table for them. The Raiders are a sneaky team. If you're not careful, the Raiders could beat you. Yep. But on paper, the Bengals are a better team. It's at home. The Bengals should win that game. Yep. And I wasn't expecting to talk about this law. I was kind of surprised, to say the least. Um, the Steelers made the playoffs, which was weird. Um, they beat the Ravens, which the Ravens have fallen off. I mean, the Ravens at one point were 8-3. They, uh, Lamar Jackson got hurt, turned out to be for the year. And Tyler Huntley is okay, but he's not. He's yeah. definitely not who Lamar Jackson is. Um, so as soon as won the game, it was funny. It reminded you of the Browns game. Uh, their offense didn't play that well. Um, obviously, Big Ben is – I mean, he's done. Uh, but the strange thing about that game was Big Ben kind of willed them to the win. Not that his stats were great. It was a really gutty performance by him. And even though nobody's arguing that Big Ben should play multiple years after this year, it it was just a gutty performance. You almost felt like he threw everything out. Um, defense continues to amaze. Uh, they play the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. You know, very low chance they win. Um, they've got to play mistake-free football on the offense, and they've got to harass Mahomes. If you can put the blitz on Mahomes, you might have a chance. They came yeah. nowhere near doing that, and that's why they got destroyed in the um, regular season matchup between the teams. But who knows? If they can play good defense, they may have a chance. But again, this Steelers offense, they're lucky to put 20 points up on board. And yeah. the Chiefs can have a horrible day offensively, and they still might get 20 points on the board. So it's possible, but I'm talking 3 to 5% chance. So, Well, they're in the game and they have a chance. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, if they, like you said, if they get the pass rush going and if they run the football and control the clock and win the line of scrimmage, they're going to have just as good of a chance as anybody to beat anybody in the NFL. It's, you know, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I want to get into a shootout with the Chiefs at this point with the way Roethlisberger plays, but, you know, they're going to, you know, the Chiefs have have been okay offensively this year. They're not exactly a juggernaut, even though they did have a good season and they're a good team. But, uh, you know, the Steelers have a defense that can come to play, and if they can get to the quarterback, they're going to make life, pretty miserable back there if they can keep, you know, getting Mahomes off his platform. Well, and there's some history there. Um, and again, none of these guys are still playing with the team. So I'm not saying because it's happy pass, it's going to happen this time. Right. But um, the year the Sears won the Super Bowl when they came in as a sixth seed, um, division playoffs, they played against the Colts um, and Peyton Manning. Uh, a couple weeks before, the Colts ran them out of Indianapolis. Um, that game, Pittsburgh blitz was incredible, and they ended up upsetting the Colts. So it's possible. And then one of my favorite games as a Steelers fan, uh, this is a long time ago, Craig. I think it was 89. A Bubby Brister-led Steelers team mm, went yeah. to Houston in the playoffs. And, you know, that's when Houston had their little run and shoot with <clears> Warren <throat> Moon. And Bubby <laughs> beat Warren Moon. <laughs> which was highly, highly strange. So, all right, uh, let's see. Um, Craig, uh, let me know quick. Uh, are we talking to George this week? It- yeah, yeah, I'm going to get back with George this week, um, talk some 
probably talk a little bit about uh, Disney's uh, plans to release the next Pixar movie, uh, Turning Red, in March on Disney+. Plus. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sort of this new wave of model that Disney Plus is going with, where they're pilfering some of the Pixar movies and putting them right on Disney Plus for free without the theatrical release. So I'm sure we'll talk about that. And we're also going to catch up on uh, some end of the year stuff that we had planned on doing at the end of the year. But because of my COVID, we weren't able to talk a little bit about some of our favorite things that we watched last year. So we'll have some of that as well, I'm sure. All right. Very good. Now we've got 10 minutes left and Craig, anytime we talk about Nickelodeon, sometimes it goes in a bad way. And before <laughs> we know it's a 10 hour podcast and it's rough. Yeah. So. Well, let's try to get by some of that. Uh, so I've kind of stopped watching Paramount Plus. It's been freezing my Roku. I dropped my Paramount Plus subscription. So okay. I don't have the Nick and the other stuff, but yeah. through maybe some of my NFL watching or whatever, I'm starting to see that, okay, we're doing the slime again. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, they're picking on the Bengals because, you know, they got the Joe Burrow and Lamar Chase and, or Jamar Chase. And, you know, I guess they're both young, trendy guys. And so we're pouring slime on. Um, I think it was the Egg Bowl, maybe, was it, or the Mayo Bowl, where I don't know if you saw this, Craig. There was a college coach. They poured mayo over his head. Yeah, the Duke's mayo. Press conference. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay, it's all money-based. I understand that. If you give them a check and they like it, they'll do whatever. They'll, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you, you can pour Big Macs over somebody if McDonald's yeah. gives a big enough check. I, I understand that. I So I, I want to kind of avoid a lengthy conversation here. But I guess here's my concern. Are we getting to the point where, like, football is our pop, most popular pastime here in America? Yeah. Why? It seems like football's not enough anymore. Like, we, we, we've got to go to the slime. We've got to go to the mayo and everything. And I understand. People like that. I understand I'm not that person. I'm not going to ridicule people who are like that. I, I guess what I'm saying is it's freaking football. Like, it's yeah. not baseball that's struggling for popularity or something like that. This is football. Uh, is football desperate for a check from Nick? I mean, I, I don't understand why that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I mean, it's what's the, the point? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's the desperate. I would say this, though. For a lot of casual fans, like I'm a super fan, so I'm going to watch the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Right. I'm going to watch the Idaho Potato Bowl where they pour French fries over the winning coach. The idea is that most people, you probably would not have known what the Duke's Mayo Bowl is had it not been for the fact that they poured mayo over a, a winning coach, right? So the idea no, no. is that it, it gets into the mainstream whether it's social media, whether it's on podcasts like this, or ESPN shows a highlight of the coach getting doused in mayo. It's okay. stuff like that that happens because otherwise, if it didn't happen, you wouldn't know about it and you wouldn't, right. and no one would care as much about it. So, and, and the, the Nickelodeon thing, really quick on that, that was devised as a plan to get a younger audience watching football because we're going through this era of head trauma and CTE and brain injuries. And there's a lot of people that are afraid to put their kids in football for fear that they're going to get hurt. So I think what the NFL has tried to do with that is they're trying to cater to that audience and make football fun in an option for young kids to get involved with and be like, they love it so much that they want to play it. And if they see SpongeBob calling a game or if Sean Payton gets slimed, then that, that might be the, the way that the kids fall in love with it. Because right now, you know, kids just, you know, they're being shied away from football, whether it's injury related or the violence of it or whatever it may be. And, and they want to try to, you know, get back to that audience to where people fall in love. Like you always, talk to people they fall in love with sports at a young age that's not happening as much anymore because of 
injuries and things like that. But then also there's so much other stuff going on in the world. There's streaming, there's video games, there's life in general. So they're trying to find a way to, I think, bridge the gap and get those kids falling in love with football again. So the numbers and the peewee teams and the high school teams and the college teams, everybody wants to play football again. I'm just surprised that Nick is that vehicle. Like, I'm surprised that Nick is the number one vehicle to get you there. And again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't watch a well, lot of kids TV. They've got a built-in audience. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's young adults that watch SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, there really are. And there's a lot of young adults that grew up watching SpongeBob SquarePants or, you know, the Nickel. I grew up on Nickelodeon. I know we've talked about this before, watching Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple and Hey Dude, Salute Your Shorts and a myriad of other shows. And, you know, so there's a lot of people that are millennial, high age millennials like myself and younger that grew up on Nickelodeon. So that's I think it's a good partnership because you have a built in audience now, I don't know if Nickelodeon's ultra popular anymore now because there's Netflix and there's YouTube and there's so many other places where you can find children's programming or young, you know, young tween programming for the younger, you know, younger teens. But at the end of the day, I think Nickelodeon's a perfect partner because they're always going to be known for slime. They're always going to be known for SpongeBob SquarePants. And a lot of people grew up on that. Even if you don't watch SpongeBob SquarePants, you probably know who SpongeBob and Patrick are because of just the mainstream ability of them to get out and, and everybody knows it. So, like, if I'm a young head coach of the NFL, I mean, I would be like, NFL, get that. You know, <laughs> I would hope so, too. Yeah, yeah. But maybe the NFL is like, dude, okay, we know this is kind of weird, but – you know, CTE, we're trying to get people back. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's God. Now, hey, who knows? Maybe Joe Burrow secretly wants to get slimed. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. I'm not questioning his whatever, but maybe there's like a, like you said, there's a deeper message there to say, all right, dude, you know, you might think it's weird to get slimed, but there's a deeper reason here. Yeah. We want to try to get these kids back in the NFL. You want to grow, you want to grow the game. You want to create lifelong fans. The best way to do that is, and especially too, because parents are, you know, going to wrestle with, is football safe enough for my children to watch or to play at the very least? And if you get Joe Burrow getting slimed, he might have developed a fan that's going to buy his jersey every year. They have a growth spurt. They're going to buy a Joe Burrow, you know, jersey, and he's going to have a lifelong fan. And then the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have a lifelong fan. And then that means the NFL has a lifelong fan. So. It, it, it's a trade-off. I'm not saying all these people want to want to get Nickelodeon slime, but I'm you know Joe Burrow might be a guy that grew up on Nickelodeon, so maybe hey you know I, I would think you know even at my age that I probably would have been like how cool would it have been to get slimed at one point you know in my life? Not that I want to now, but you know it's it's kind of one of those things where you 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 probably grew up on it, so you're you're kind of like well, getting a chance to relive your childhood while maybe you know having a, a good young fan base develop because of what you've done with the slime. Well, how, how old are you? I keep forgetting. I'm 47. Okay, I'm 47. But you got to remember, these guys come in the NFL, like Nacha Harris, the running back for the Steelers, is 21. So it's yeah. a different era. And, yeah, we look up to these guys and we're like, oh, these guys are big guys. And they are. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we're tougher than these guys are, but you know, it's. I got another press release from my wife. Press, uh, why is your wife putting out press releases? Well, you know, I've taught her well here. Is she is she saying press release at the top, or is this okay? I was about to say, yeah. all right, okay. So, this is this is sort of directed towards you, so you, oh, might, take, you might take offense to this. She, sure. said, she said he needs to get with the times, exclamation point. So, she's really excited about this. 90s era is what's in, and any anyone millennial or younger are going to be drawn to the 90s Paramount theme, um, especially with all these 90s reboots, which I will say, you know, I, I do agree. My wife and I did just get done binge-watching the first two seasons of the Saved by the Bell reboot. So, Well, um, and I got to understand. Look, the NFL is smart in marketing. I mean, that's what they're making. Oh, yeah. They're very smart. They know what so, they're doing. Obviously, the Nick has got to work. It's not a ridiculous idea. I'm just, 
I'm surprised that that's where we're going overall. And I think you have a valid point. Yeah. Saying why they're doing that is because of the valid concerns of CTE. It's the valid concerns of like there's more studies having parents going, oh, sorry, we're not, I'm not putting my kid in, you know, football anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes complete sense. Yeah. It, it just seems weird. Like, you know, we mourn the loss of J- John Madden. And I know John Madden, you know, yeah, he, right. he did goofy stuff. And <laughs> yeah. He was in tur- eating turkeys. And duck in, you know. Yeah. But, but I can't imagine John Madden going, oh, ho, ho, it's Jimmy Johnson <laughs> getting slimed, you know. I can't, it, yeah, it, it'd be hard. I'd be hard to, to think that. And who knows? Uh, maybe Madden's down. Yeah. Maybe well, probably he gets slimed. As a I, I think the Nickelodeon thing is kind of a continuation of the NFL's efforts to, to reach that younger audience when they had the NFL play 60. And I know they still do it or whatever, but the NFL play 60 was like their big thing where, you know, they really were, were desperate to get kids active and, and be healthy. But then also by doing that, you're, you're sort of putting the subliminal message in their ear, like, Hey, love the NFL because this is what we're doing, you know? So it's, it's their way of, of trying to reach audiences because, they're going to have you and me as fans. You know, we grew up and, and love the NFL and, and, you know, people like, you know, my dad or my father-in-law, like we're going to love the NFL no matter what, you know, it's not always going to look the same like it did when we grew up or when we watched it in a certain era or whatever. But now they're realizing that kids have so many other options these days and they need to be competitive with that. And I think, that's why you get Play 60. That's why you get Nickelodeon, you know, crossover, you know, playoff games and stuff. I think the NFL is trying to be creative. Now, what, whether it works, I do not know. I, I really have no clue if their investment into this partnership with Nickelodeon has worked or not. But I think it's worth trying because how else are you going to do it at this point? You know, you've tried Play 60. You've done other things. Now you're trying to make it fun again where it's more than just playing and exercising and getting out and about. Now it's about saying, hey, it's fun to play NFL football. It's, pl- it's fun to play football. You guys should start playing football at young, young ages again because it is safe. It's fun. Your friends are going to like it, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's their goal is to try to uh, you know, cast their net so their audiences 25 years from now aren't dwindled down because people stopped watching football because their moms or dads said, no, it's too dangerous. I don't even want you watching it. Um, I'm kind of surprised the Steelers made the playoffs, but when I realized the Steelers made the playoffs, I'm like, oh, please do not I give them the I think the we Knicks. might have lost Chris there. Um, All right. Yep, there he is. Yep, okay. Okay, let's um, – I'm here. Um, yeah, I, I was shocked about the Nick game. I yeah. thought the, the fact the Nick game was the <laughs> – um, I was afraid it was going to be the Steelers game. I was like, I don't want the Steelers to have the Nickelodeon game. Uh, it's 49ers-Cowboys, which is strange. It's definitely not the marquee matchup of the playoffs, but remember that was a good old Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean, you got a couple of blue, you know blue blood NFL organizations yes. there. I mean, those are and probably going to be slamming each other. Yeah, for people yeah. our age. Those are probably the two most notable NFL franchises. I mean, obviously, anybody born like after 95 would probably say the Patriots now. But, you know, 49ers and Cowboys, you know, you don't really there's there's very few teams in the NFL that really have that cachet, whether they're good or bad. And those are two you know NFL franchises that certainly have the Steelers. Obviously, you know, you could probably argue the Washington football team, um, you know, well, I guess the point I'm trying to say is, like, last year was the Bears and Saints. I didn't even know the Bears were in the playoffs last year. That's how <laughs> yeah, like, the Bears yeah. made it. What's going on? Yeah. But this year, I mean, yeah, I don't think you really expect the 49ers or Cowboys to make the Super Bowl, but at least they're more iconic NFL franchises, <clears throat> yeah. franchises I guess. Um, yeah, Mike McCarthy. You imagine him getting slammed. I mean, if the Cowboys pull out the win, they – yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, though, I would say this, you know, I know you made fun of the Sean Payton thing last year when he took the slime after the win, but 
any of those NFL coaches will will take a slime bath if that means they've won a playoff game in the NFL. They they're not about you know they're they're not about that. They'll they'll take whatever they can get to get a victory in the playoffs in the NFL. We we gotta figure out a way. Um, I told my wife we need to try out Netflix. We kind of shift around our streaming a little bit. Maybe I think it's coming out in February. Maybe we should review here on the show a the Sean Payton new film. Yeah, Kevin James. Yeah, yeah I might be able to see that. Now. Yeah. That? And oh, one one final note: we really got to keep going. I gotta uh, do a thing or two before Joe comes on. But um, yeah, check out Beyond the Still Curtain podcast last week. It was funny. Uh, there was a realistic chance that even if Jacksonville beat Indianapolis, which they did, which helped open the door for the Steelers to make the playoffs. The Steelers won, but they still had to make sure that the Raiders or Chiefs didn't tie. There was a lot of discussion before the game saying, well, because if the Raiders and Chiefs tied, both of them made the playoffs. If one won, only the winner went to the playoffs. So you thought, are they just going down the ball tonight? Well, they didn't. It was a competitive game, but they had both had opportunities to go for the tie at the end. So, and it came down to the last second field goal. Thankfully, the Raiders kicker made it because if he didn't, they would have yep. tied. Sewers out of the playoffs. So. Yeah. Funny how life lasts. So. It was, yeah. Very interesting game. All right. Well, hey, a really, really late show. Um, hey, you know, Craig had a really, really uh, big case of COVID. I was really, really, really busy. Uh, but, yeah, we, we're going to keep doing this. Yes or no guests. But we want to have some guests on. Um, and, again, Hey, if you have a comment, let us know. We'd love to have you on as a caller as well, too. So for Craig, this is Chris. Hey, stay tuned. If you're watching my Facebook, in about eight minutes, Joe, Craig, and I will talk about YouTube. Enos Nelasser? I, I think I got the name right. Uh, he likes going through Las Vegas mansions, and I am very jealous. I want to live where this <laughs> yeah. man it's going to be fantastic. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.